I noticed them the moment we arrived. She was a busty blonde, bursting from a blue bikini and holding a lipstick-stained cigarette. He looked like a handsome Irish football player grown older and puffy, a scotch glass of fixture in his hand. Besides Jack, the owner-bartender, they were the only ones there. While we sat outside on bar stools admiring the ocean, Jack brought my Amber Bach draft and Marielle's vodka tonic. I said thanks, and when I lifted my chilled mug, condensation dripped onto my crotch. I decided to sit until it dried. Jack wiped the wet spot on the counter and leaned forward on his hands. Max, we've been waiting for you. Who, me? Yeah, I know you come in about now, so I told them to wait. Marielle and I turned to each other and then to Jack. Sometimes you couldn't tell when he was kidding. Jack, a.k.a. Jack Jr., worked at Bobby and Jack's beachside patio since childhood. He claims to have been born behind the bar here when his dad ran it and where allegedly his pregnant mother Bobby served drinks until and immediately after she dropped him. He sometimes told gullible customers his real name is Jack Daniels for the drink his mom had on her tray at the time. Guys, I don't want to impose, Jack raised an eyebrow. One of my lunch regulars needs a hand. Maybe you can help. Ed's a local lawyer. I think he's semi-retired. Jack pointed down the bar to the man and the woman. She could either be a good-looking older woman who appeared younger or a haggard younger woman who appeared older. It was hard to tell. Whatever her age, I'd say she was fond of the man she sat with. Her hands lingered on him whenever possible. Despite her attention, when Jack pointed at him, Ed looked in our direction. I said, sure, I'll talk to him, and Jack waved him over. After getting up from his stool, Ed bent down and whispered something to the woman. Then he straightened up and put some money on the bar. She smiled up at him and said something I couldn't hear. When he bent down again, they kissed. He picked up his drink and walked over to where Marielle and I sat. With a cigarette and his drink in his left hand, he reached out with his right. Ed McCarthy, he shook my hand, then Marielle's. Marielle gave him her perfect smile. Ed wore the new Smyrna Beach uniform of tan cargo shorts and sandals. He topped his version off with a blue and white short-sleeved floral print shirt. I topped mine with a short-sleeved golf shirt, black out of deference to the fact it was winter. Jack tells me you've moved down from New York to the corner of the bar, Ed chuckled at his own joke. I'm from New York, too. In law school, I dated a girl from Daytona Beach, so I got licensed in both states. He took a drag from his cigarette. The way he rambled on told me he must have been waiting at the bar for quite a while. Well, that and the swizzle sticks all lined up where he had been sitting. Nice to meet you, Ed. I thought I saw him here before. The place is less crowded during the off-season and the regulars stand out over time. I'm Max, my wife, Marielle. Jack said you might need something. Ed took a deep breath. <sighs> I'm handling an estate for a client. Ray was my first Florida account. I wrote his will, and we had a lot in common. We'd fish together. Just this morning, I attended his funeral. He took Friday afternoon off to do Christmas shopping and died instead. When you write those things, planning for someone's demise, you think days like today will never come. Marielle took her eyes off him, stared at me for a long moment, and then back at Ed. 
Oh, we're so sorry about your friend. Thank you. Kathleen and Ray didn't have anyone here, so after the funeral, she's going home to her mom and dad. She's busy packing, so I'm drinking alone. He shook his head. I guess that either the blonde wasn't drinking or for some reason she didn't count. Marielle appeared upset. Kathleen's his wife? Yes. His gaze turned up at the sky for a moment and then back down at me. This one's for Ray. He raised his glass and took another sip. Marielle and I raised our glasses and drank with him. Ed said, It's bad enough losing a friend, but when they die at someone else's hand, it's that much harder to accept. I was about to tune Ed out, classifying him as a melancholy drunk, but that statement caught my ear. Your friend was murdered?